Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Jong. DX, how was Father's Day for you, bud? I uh, did try to spend and create as many memories as I can before my kids get a little too old and don't want to hang out with me. Well, that trust me that that it'll be a little while before uh, you know be, before you're cool again. Mine are 14 and 17, and I'm I'm uh, my 17 year old. I'm not cool. My 14 year old, I'm borderline only because she can't drive yet, right? So I'm you know I can still drive her places, so I'm still halfway cool. But the, the you know who the cool dad is though right now. That's our buddy, Mr. Nick LeBrun. Nick, welcome to the show. We're just gonna kick it off with you because dude, you're the hottest thing since sliced bread going right now. And, um, dude, I mean, what an incredible Father's Day for you. Yeah, it was pretty memorable. You know, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, you know, I, I was not around my children. Uh, my wife did come up for the weigh-in at James River, but uh, the kids got left at home. But it was fruitful. <laughs> so uh, I stopped at Bucky's and uh, I brought them a few gifts. And uh, I'm going to be home in about two hours. I'm excited to see them. Bucky's, you can't go wrong with Bucky's, dude. I mean, you just can't at all. So, oh yeah. What kind of what what do you what do you buy at Bucky's that the kids will get excited about? Well, I got two five year old boys. I bought them a Bucky's blanket. Uh, oh yeah, got they're all those. they're all about blankets, and I need this blanket for the car, but this blanket for my bed, and this yep. blanket for the couch. Yeah, and then uh. My two-year-old girl, I bought her a little stuffed animal that's a little horse. Okay. And, All right. Uh, yeah, so just a few different things and about $70 worth of snacks and this and that, you know, just a bunch of stuff. Dude, you, we need a Bucky's at every lake we go to, right? I mean, you imagine the snacks. The snack game would be strong for everybody if there was a Bucky's close to every lake that y'all went to, right? Well, you know, the thing is, Bucky's has got it figured out. You know, they're strategically placed only like every 500 miles. <laughs> that way, when you see one, it's like, oh, I, I, I got to stop. There it you is. Got to. It's, like this, it's like this unicorn. And you go in there, and there's 7 million people. And, uh, I mean, I think they need to sponsor an angler as well as they're doing. Hey, you know, <laughs> and an outdoor show. I, I'm telling you, and an outdoor show because I've got to go to Virginia tomorrow, and I'm actually planning my route across Alabama through Georgia to hit a Bucky's on my way to Virginia. So I'm with you, dude. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah. exactly what you're talking about. But, dude, I mean – no one, only two other people have done this whole back-to-back thing. Three, if you count Fat Cat in July of 89 when he won both those classics back-to-back. But only two of them have done this, Mark Rose and Brett Height on the FLW slash MLF side. And, and now you. And talk about two totally different bodies of water from Gunnersville to the James River. How much experience did you have on the James before you got there for this event? I had 
a few hours of looking at Google Earth and uh, watching a few videos, and that was about it. So, uh, no wow. on the water experience. It was brand new to me. But, you know, looking at the map and I saw those cypress trees, I kind of said to myself that, yeah, I think things will be okay. You think things will be okay. All right. So, I understand you burn a little bit of gas in this tournament, too, didn't you? Yeah, about 200 bucks a day. Um, it was, you know, over 100 miles round trip every day. And my Yamaha was had her tongue hanging out. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. And, and being a tidal river, I mean, you ain't got much. Do, do you have much tide, t- tidal water in, in Louisiana, Texas? Yeah, we do, but it's all down south. And I live north, and so right. the only tidal experience I'd had was the Potomac River last year when Post Circuit went there. Right. Okay. All right. So let's talk about practice. Tell me what you, you know, how, how practice was for you setting up and uh, prior to this event. Because I, I saw a post on social. I must have been on the off day and you were holding up a fish and you were ready to go. Like you were like, dude, this, I'm, I'm ready to get started. So tell me about, you know, your, your two days of practice prior to this because it sounded like, you, you know, you figured something out pretty fast. Yeah. It, it- it was a uh, practice was good. I went to the Chickahominy. I lost at Brickyard that first morning, and you know I just went and found a section. I wanted to try to find an area to, to just kind of have home base for the tournament, and I found a section that had a lot of cypress trees and a lot of docks, and um, I started fishing those docks, and and trees are kind of in between the docks, and uh, I fish one dock. And I caught two on one cast. Now they were little, but they were keepers. And so I, I kind of said, "Well, hey, you know, this is cool. Um, there's some fish here." And so right. I kind of just left that area, went further down, uh, caught a five pounder off a tree, cranking. And uh, I just kind of decided at that point that that little half mile stretch was going to be my home base for the tournament. And uh, the next day and a half, I just kind of tried to expand on that and, and uh, find some stuff to tie into and paying attention to what the tide was like when I caught those better fish. And, and uh, you know, we were launching out of Osborne, which is like 50 plus miles away. And, uh, and I spent some time down around Sturgeon Point and, and uh, Chipotle Creek. But uh, I just never really found anything that I felt confident about. And uh, the last morning of practice, I lost at Gray's because studying the tide for day one, I saw where the tide was going to be low at Gray's at like 8 a.m. And then it would be low up at uh, Wright's Landing at Chick at like 10, 15 or something. So I knew that I could run to Gray's and hit that low tide and then make uh, Chickahominy low tide about an hour later. And so that's what I did. And uh, I only had one three-pounder out of Grays on day one, and then I went ran a chick and cooled out everything I had except that one three-pounder. And uh, and I spent the rest of the tournament in chick, you know, for the most part. So sure. practice, sure. practice, practice kind of told me that chick was going to be my home. How many how many guys made that run with you? Man, I'm not sure, but it was a bunch. It's probably uh, <laughs> at, at least fifty to eighty boats, I'd say. Wow. Okay. All right. 
And um, so when you got the chick, what boat number were you on day one? 150. Okay. Wow. So were you able to find what you wanted to, you know, were you to get on what you wanted to get on up there or did you, you had to kind of, you know, kind of fight and claw to, to get your way in? Man, where I wanted to start, there was nobody on it. And um, I started catching fish immediately. But the problem was they were all little. And, uh, you know, just one, one pounders, one and a half pounders. And, you know, I was just fixing to leave and try to go catch another tide. But I picked up a buzz bait. It was raining. And I made like three casts with that buzz bait and caught that three pounder. And uh, so that made it worth the run down there. And then I went up to Chick and uh, wasn't nobody on that stuff either. And so it, really? it just worked out, even though I had a late number. And, uh, but, you know, and it, it, that just goes back to, man, when it's your time, I mean, everything's going to go perfect. And that's what happened. Well, dude, it's been your time a lot this year i mean you've had a heck of a year so far <laughs> it has <Yeah. laughs> a lot. all right so so day one 15 11 got you in 24th place were you happy with that i was you know i i told my because i've never been there and so, uh, you know, having a solid bag and getting in position, I was definitely happy 15 on day one. That was right where I wanted to be. Okay. So day two, 15, 10, uh, roughly about the same weight, but you jumped 14 spots. So everybody kind of had an off day on day two, but you, you stayed pretty consistent there and jumped up to 10th place at 3,105 uh, for the event. So making the cut, right. paid, I mean – what were your thoughts after day two? Oh, I was thrilled, you know, and, uh, you know, I kind of got to expand on my area a little bit because, uh, you know, my main current seam and chick, I'd go in there and catch them early, and then I could kind of spend the rest of the day just kind of experimenting and trying to expand. And uh, so I was able to do that, and uh, I was really excited to get started on day three and kind of implement some more stuff. And, uh and then on day three, you know, I got to my main spot and made one cast in there and caught two on one cast. That was a three and a half and a two and a half. And it was at that moment that I realized I might have a chance to win when I saw that. Right. I was gonna I was gonna ask you that because we know the weight's zero on day four, right? So you're really just fishing for, you know, a tenth place, you know, spot. After that, which going into day three, you were intense. So I mean, you you had a you had a, a legit shot at it. Um, but I mean, you're five pounds out of the lead at this point. And uh, you know, does the does the I, and I, David may have asked you this a couple of weeks ago when you were on after Gunnersville, but does the weights zeroing on day four? Does that change your strategy at all in the way you practice or the way you play for three days prior to the final day? Oh, absolutely. You know, my main spot down there in Chick, you know, I would only make about 20 to 30 casts on it per day. And that was broken up into two different uh, rotations. And so, like, on day three, I went there, caught them early. You know, I pulled about 14 pounds really quick. And I left because I'm like, well, hey, you know, I, I don't want to catch a, a two-and-a-half pounder that I might need tomorrow or the next day. 
you know, so you manage your fish differently when it's when it's zeroed on the final day. Right. Right. So, sixteen oh six on the final day, or on day three, excuse me, day three, and it jumps you up into first place. I mean, and yes. you've got. I mean, there was two bigger bags: Robbie Lafier at seventeen oh three and Braxton Sexter Setzer, seventeen oh nine. But I mean, you've got you know almost a pound lead at this point but of course everything zeroes going into the right. final day and it looks like like great buck and some of those guys just didn't catch them very well so they fell out but then you got guys like michael neal dakota ebear john cox cole floyd in that uh in that top 10 do you look at any of those guys and i mean do you look at any of those guys do these guys make you nervous still or, or is it um you know you pretty much just ready to go yeah man i i don't really get uh starstruck or intimidated or anything like that i mean you if you're going to do this out here with these guys you got to get over that real quick because <laughs> if you don't yeah i mean you'll be afraid to get out of your truck every tournament you know sure oh yeah no i get that i get that for sure but so i mean you're looking at a gunnersville where i mean you had I mean, you were just steady Eddie with 20 plus pounds every day. And now, you know, you're at James River at, you know, 15, 15, 16, 06. So day four kicks off. And, um, I mean, run me through the emotions of day four and the thought process for the final day. Yeah. So I take off from uh, Osborne. And, you know, that run to Chick is intense, it's long. It's it's treacherous. It's <laughs> it can be rough. We had a north wind blowing, and uh, sure. and I know that if I can get my fish to fire, I have a chance to win. And uh, I know that I'm going to need a big bite or two. And you know, I, up until now, I've only caught one four pounder all week long. And um, I get down there to my area. And, uh, you know, get dialed in, get into a rhythm, start catching some on the B&M chopstick. And I catch a 530. And you know, that was a, that was the biggest bite I'd had all week. And that just really kind of got me fired up. And I move around the other side of the dock, uh, pick up a bladed jig, catch like a four-pounder. And so that's that's two big bites within 30 minutes right there. And I'm just, I'm on cloud nine because I'm like, it's happening again. I mean, right. this, this is crazy. And uh, and I go to the cypress trees that, you know, are a couple hundred yards away and, uh, you know, catch a, another four pounder cranking on the high boost of TBL 930s. And it was just magical, you know, and I, I kept telling my cameraman, Cody, I'm like, man, it's happening again. I don't know what's going on, but this is nuts, you know, and. <laughs> It was wild, and uh, and then I went for like seventeen hours without a bite, and <laughs> I, I, I kind of was like, "Man, what's like? Did, am I just did I catch all my fish, or is the tide just changing, or what's the deal?" You know, I kind of started playing some things out in my mind, but that's why I ran to chop hooks, and I kind of. You know, I kind of tried to pull a, a last-minute three-pounder, but, man, I just – I never caught them after 1030, but uh, just praise the Lord, I didn't need to. I'd already had what I needed. 
So, how far up the chick did you go? What area so, of the chick did you fish? Like, um, are you familiar with the Brickyard launch? I, I'm not, but I'm looking at it on Google Maps because I just kind of wanted to see what all you were what all you were doing and uh, where you were. And even from Google Maps, I mean, this thing just looks fishy. Looks really fishy. Yeah. So if you're at the mouth of the chick and run up about nine or ten miles, that's the section uh-huh. I was in. Um, it's kind of right before you get to Colonial Point Marina, right. I think it's called. Okay. And uh, yeah, so just kind of up there. I mean, not all the way, but three quarters of the way up. Right. Right. I mean, looking at this, I mean, it looks like some stuff that obviously is in your wheelhouse here for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of cypress trees up there, and it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, looks looks really good from what I can see. Some boat docks and stuff too. It seems. Yeah, you know, um, I won the All American uh, cranking trees and docks in June. Remember that. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it was a familiar-looking fishery, even though I'd never been there. And, you know, I, I was sharing with somebody else this morning, it's always nice to drive 16 hours and fish how you want to fish, you know, and, and kind of just get settled in. That's always a blessing. Sure, sure. Well, it's not going to be 16 hours to Champlain. It's probably going to be a little more, I would imagine, from Louisiana to Champlain. But yeah, um, it's 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does how do you feel about Champlain? I know you had a decent finish there last year, last time you were there. How do you feel yeah, about I, Champlain? Yeah, I went to Champlain in 2019. I was a rookie. Um, you know, I caught a lot of big smallmouth. Uh, I caught some big largemouth. I finished 18th. And it was a great event for me. I mean, I was like, just, it was awesome. And uh, I've been wanting to go back there ever since. So it feels really good to be sitting in 10th and points and going somewhere that I'm excited about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was looking at that. So you've hit 10th and points, 813 points. Um, so you're about 83 out of uh, out of the lead there. But, I mean, you've got a shot to, to, to make some moves to move up a little more, but I mean, pretty much in the title at this point. So you got to be looking forward to that as well. I am, you know, I haven't made the title in a few years and uh, it feels good to just be set up for it and kind of have that kind of weight lifted off my shoulders going into the final event. Cause uh, normally you're always like you're in 55th, you know, and you got to catch them or, or you're in 48 and you can't afford to, to slip up. But right. I mean, uh, I think if I'm in 10th at Champlain, I think, you know, something crazy would have to happen for, for me not to make it. So that feels pretty good. Yeah. It's got, got to be a confidence booster for you as well. You're not kind of on pins and needles going up there to, to try to get a spot. So that's, um, that's impressive. David, what you got for, for Nick? Yeah, I don't think I asked you this when you were on a couple of weeks ago, but uh, you're on a pretty good roll, even starting from last year and going into this year. Have you made any changes to your approach this year to help you, you know, with this performance, or is it just, you know, you're just in a certain groove? Or you know, are there any changes though that you made or implemented this year? You know, the, the only uh, the only change I say I might would have made mentally is just recognizing that. When you approach a lake, for example, James River, you know, 
you get on all these top 10 bait pictures and stories from tournaments and you may see something like, okay, well, uh, a popper is really good or a, a Rico popper or yellow magic or whatever. And that's all great. But I'm learning to recognize that if I'm going to win that tournament, it's not going to be on a pop on. Um, that, that's just me personally. That's something that I don't show a lot. I don't have a lot of confidence in. And so I've just been trying to implement strategies and baits and techniques that, that I believe in and that I have confidence in and fishing the way that, that I want to fish and how I could win. Um, you know, like, for example, Champlain, that tournament may, may be won out in 50 foot of water with a, a 316 ounce drop shot on four pound line, but right. it, it, it will not be done by me. That's just, that, that's not a way that I would win it, you know? So, uh, just kind of recognizing that and, and just kind of not getting caught up in the, uh, the stigma of certain lakes and, uh, and just making sure I'm fishing the wind because, you know, earlier in my career, I found myself, uh, just trying to fish for a check. And, you know, a lot of times you fall on your face and, but, uh, you know, I, I can truly say I'm fishing to win these days, and it feels good. Well, and it should. I mean, $227,000 in your pocket here this year. Definitely got to feel good. And uh, you can buy a lot of blankets at Bucky's, a lot of snacks at Bucky's with that kind of money. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, looking at, uh, I mean, you've still got some opens to finish as well this year. And, I mean, you could have some pretty good options coming your way toward the end of the year. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the big topic and what everybody's talking to me about. But, you know, the, here's the bottom line. I'm not even thinking about all that because there's a lot of fishing left to go. Sure. You know, I, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I've got two events left with Major League and I've got two opens left with Bass and, and uh, you know, and I'll know where I stand with Bass Pro Tour after, you know, probably first part of August. Right. So, um, you know, and the last opens not till October. So <laughs> I, I, I'm just focused on the next tournament. And in, in, uh, when when all of that other stuff happens, I'll just have to pray about it and talk to sponsors and just and worry about that then. But there's still a lot of fish to be caught before that, that gets here. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, dude, we couldn't be more proud of you. Could we be more proud for you? I mean, uh, we talked to you years ago when you won the All-American, and we talked to you – but this is like your fourth or fifth time on this show, dude. I mean, you're becoming a regular anymore. So, well, hey, I like it, and <laughs> I, I'm, I hope I'm on about a month from now. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, I'd love to. I would love to send you that text asking you to be on the show again. That's for sure. So, uh, but dude, very proud of you. Excited for you, and um, just, uh, I mean, can't wait to see how you do in the next couple events and and uh, see what your options are at the end of the year. So. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And uh, as always, thank you guys for supporting my career and having me on. Absolutely. Well, dude, be safe, uh, travel safe. Um, David, any more questions? I didn't see any more, any more fingers right. You good? Okay. All right. Uh, be safe, travel safe, hug those kiddos, and uh, enjoy some time off before Champlain. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you soon, bud. Well, there, there he is, Nick LeBrun. LaBoom, your back-to-back winner on the pro circuit. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I was obviously I was pretty busy over the weekend, uh, running and gunning, doing a lot of stuff. And so, you've been putting up all the stuff. But I saw his saw his social post. 
on Wednesday, he was catching them pretty good, felt good about what he found. And then um, you kind of watched him creep up the leaderboard. So on Saturday, when I was driving home from Ufala and I saw your post that he was leading, I'm like, you know, can't be surprised because he's having a heck of a year so far this year. Yeah. And again, you know, I don't know how he felt, obviously, when I last spoke with him a few weeks ago when he was on, but like, when I saw him on, on, you know, like you said, on, I guess that Saturday when he uh, ended up taking the lead, I was like, wow, you know, uh, for him to go back to back and not know how he was feeling going in and knowing weights are zeroed. I, I can't imagine what was going through his mind, knowing if, um, you know, whether or not if he was able, if he was able to pull it off. Uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been on a roll. I mean, he had a pretty good showing, uh, like I think on the, uh, when, when he was on a few weeks ago, I, I mentioned that I think he would, had a pretty good showing at the classic, you know, even last year, stuff like that. So he's been on a good roll within the last, what, six, eight, ten months or so. So within the last year, he's been on a pretty hot roll lately. Yeah, he has. He really has. So very excited for him. And uh, I remember seeing him at the title or the um, the Forcewood Cup, when he, you know, when he won the All-American. And then, uh, you know, getting this chance in the big leagues and kind of followed his career, you know, a little bit along as it goes. And. Always, always in the back of my mind, thought this kid's going to do something. And, um, heck, dude, back-to-back. I mean, Brett Height, Mark Rose, you know, the two ever do it in, uh, in FLW, MLF competition. So, pretty freaking cool deal and a good dude to boot. So, with that, take a quick little break. When we come back, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still playing with all these technical difficulties over here, which is kind of like the theme for my year. 2022, the year of technical difficulties for CB. So, We'll keep playing. We'll keep pushing buttons until something happens, kind of like my live stream, and uh, it will go from there. But y'all hang tight. Right back with more on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on.
Welcome back, folks. Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, and we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Dave and I are going to uh, kind of reopen the show, I guess, since we had Nick on first thing to kind of kick the show off, which this is where this is normally about the time you see everybody start to leave, right? You see the curve <laughs> go down because everybody's like, nobody gives a shit about us two. They just want to hear Nick, so which was good. But congrats to Nick LeBrun, your, uh, your champ for the MLF Pro Circuit on James River. That was a uh, good interview, good dude, uh, and excited for him. So Father's Day was good for you. Anything, y'all doing anything exciting or special? Um, like I kind of mentioned earlier, like what was I, nothing special on my end, not that I'm going to complain, but it was more like doing things, I guess, that my kids like, so my daughter's a big brunch person. So the wife was like, we're going to yeah. go to brunch. So I'm like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> and then, uh, my son's a big Disney Pixar person. So we end up watching the new Buzz Lightyear movie and that was it. And then my kids, surprisingly, uh, what was it? Uh, are in Michigan unexpectedly in a way. So, yeah, so I, oh. I'm, I'm by myself in a way. And, you know, it'll be just me and the wife for a good couple of weeks before we go back to Michigan to pick them up. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, unexpectedly, no kids. Yes. That's kind of nice. So, would you ship them off somewhere or just... My brother, my brother-in-law, they're from the Ann Arbor area, and they came down to uh, where my mother-in-law or my sister, they live in Madison, Wisconsin. And so we end up last minute going there. And then all of a sudden they went from, hey, um, yeah, the kids are going to go hang out with their cousins and uh, uncle and auntie up in Ann Arbor. So I'm like, uh, I guess. So now I got a, two weeks from now or roughly about a week and a half from now, I have to make a trip past uh, Zona and KVD and them to Ann Arbor to pick up my kids. Okay. All right. That sounds, uh, <laughs> that sounds good. That's, hey, you can't beat that. So good for you. So good for you. But, uh, well, good. Well, I had a, uh, we had a, a very, very tiring Father's Day. Uh, of course, if you followed along, you know, I was at uh, Lake follow for the Alabama Bass Trail event on Saturday. Uh, was there Friday and Saturday? Friday, I think the heat index was 116, 117. Maybe it was hot. It was stupid hot. And uh, Saturday, while the temperature only got to 99 degrees, it was uh, 115 heat index. And as Kenny Kernow, our producer, likes to say, well, it's had a little bit of a breeze. And I'm like, well, yeah, so's a blow dryer, dude. A blow dryer is just as much breeze. <laughs> It's still hot, right? I mean, it's just stupid, nasty hot. And then Grover ducks out early and heads to uh, the beach or the bay or the I, where I don't know where he is. I, I keep getting these pictures at night of, of sunset shots, right? And I'm like, okay, whatever. Nice. You know, and I just hit the thumbs up or the heart emote, whatever. I was like, I, I'm, I'm done with you at this point, right? Just go on about your way. Enjoy the beach and your vacation and I'm going to be on a vacation here in about three or four weeks and we'll let him have his own little deal. But anyway, so yeah, so Grover's there. Um, if you came to hear, if you came to the show to hear Kenneth, you're not going to, because even though he said, send me the link, I'll chime in when I can. He ain't chiming in. He's at the beach. So he's, <laughs> he's good. Now I, he's not a big beach guy. Right. And Preston, his son now works with us on the weekends during ABT events. And, Neither one of them are real, real big beach guys, so I can just imagine. Well, we got that text the other night that they were he had to use the you know don't take it personal uh, phrase <laughs> during family game night, yeah. right? 
And um, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to know. I guess we'll get some good stories next week when he comes back. But um, it should be good. But we had a good weekend at uh, Ufala for the ABT, and uh, that's done for about four months. Actually, four months on the nose and then um so we got some things to clean up things to work on and things to get better at and a lot of stuff for anglers channel to get uh to, to get picked up on if you see a gray tundra with an anglers channel logo on the side pulling a ranger with no motor across <laughs> georgia into virginia north carolina into into marshall virginia over the next couple of days just honk and wave it's me. So we're uh, headed over to Angler's Choice Marine in Martinsville. Have a motor put on that sucker and uh, excited about that. We'll be doing some Ranger content this weekend on that. But, uh, but yeah, finally got that sucker picked up uh, from the dealer here in town. And um, I called them to make sure that it was there. I was told it was there. I called them and they're like, yeah, that's one out back with no motor on it. I'm like, that'd be her. That would be her. So but um, that's always going to be a, a challenge at this point. So don't know what's going on. I, I can't afford to gas for it, so it's not like it's you know a big deal or anything. But I uh, can't afford to gas. But we'll uh, we'll get all that figured out at some point. Uh, so has uh, gas gone down just a tad bit for you guys down south, or has it been? When I use my Mapco card, I get three cents off a gallon. It does, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. what's gas up there right now? Um, I think it. For regular, I think it was maybe a week or so ago. It was like five, depending where you go, like in the, the teens, maybe just five twenty again. But so it you've dropped top. You've top five dollars up there for regular for a bit, but then it dropped down to like I think I think the other day I got it for four. By me, I think it was like four eighty five a gallon for regular. But then I've seen it for as low as uh, when I was out visiting. Uh, where I, before my kids got you know taken away, I think up there it was like four sixty something. So yeah, let's 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 back up because if somebody jumped in this show right now <laughs> and they heard my kids got taken away, <laughs> just clarify they're visiting family somewhere yes. else, right in another yeah. state. They're going to come back Wolverines fans. It's going to be bad. So <laughs> um, they'll be hollering big go big blue for long. But the um, yeah we've not eclipsed five okay. on, on regular down here. Um, I'm sure I will by the time I get to Virginia this weekend, but, uh, we've not eclipsed five yet, but we're 445. Well, okay. we've been up as high as 480, but I think, I think 445 is what I paid for today. Okay. And, um, when it stops at a hundred and I turn the truck on and it's not even at half a tank yet, I'm like, yeah, this sucks. You know? <laughs> so, well, it's just over half, but I still got another probably another 60 or 70 to go to get it full, right? And I just don't I just, I don't swipe the card again. I just go until I need to go again. But I live off half tank these days. I just can't afford to go much <laughs> higher than that. But um, that's that's part of it. But I do want to apologize for any technical difficulties you may hear during this show or issues. I got a new, uh, new soundboard. I literally got it, and I thought it was going to be like my old one, you know, plug and play, let's go to work and have a big time. But uh, it's not. Um, it's nowhere near it, but I got a bunch of cool new buttons and I can, uh, change my voice, right? I can do, I got a high pitch voice. I got a monster voice now. I got a small robot voice. Um, even got a megaphone, David, I can turn it up a little bit there, a little <laughs> megaphone going on. I can, I can, you know, I can bleep out Kenneth whenever he is, uh, need, 
you know, or I can, uh, wow, I got all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be great for, for phone calls on Zoom from now on. Man, this would be awesome. So, but I'm really kind of fond of this one. So I'll, uh, I may try to stay with this one for a little bit. And um, in my ear, though, it's really weird sounding. So I'll click that off, and we won't uh, we won't go that route. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, all kinds of cool new tech that I know nothing about. Right? It's like that trailer I got sitting downstairs. I know nothing. I don't know how to use any of it, but I look good doing it. So you know, have my little headphones <laughs> and my microphone and. Yeah, I look I look like I'm technically sound. I'm just nowhere near it. So but uh, what's new and exciting in the bass fishing world, David? Anything? I don't think anything's new and exciting yet because what we're about just underneath a month away from ICAST. I think everyone's just trying to keep as much of that bubbled up and building the hype up with the next week or two, I would assume. So nothing too yeah, excited I've seen. I'm already getting a uh, a lot of um, request for meetings, media meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants to talk to us and I'm not sure I want to talk to them, but, <laughs> um, a lot of, a lot of requests for meetings and, and good things. Um, so yeah, we're in, uh, we're in good shape, but yeah, getting really close to ICAST. We'll start doing some ICAST segments here in the next couple of weeks and, um, you know, have some people on and, and have some good conversation about what's new and what's coming and, Looking forward to We've got a couple ideas on some contests and things we're going to do with ICAST. And uh, we're going to get you guys involved as well. So uh, that'll kind of be a little bit of fun to see what we can do with that. But, but yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll go from there. I was looking to see if there was anything big in the um, AC Insider other than, you know, Cox hasn't caught a, caught a bass deeper than four feet this season. Um, there is a fantasy fishing deal with, um, MLF, which I'm not going to go into. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, just, you know, not a lot of, not, not a lot happened right now. It's that, that slow time of year, which, uh, it's a nice little break for most folks. So we'll take that and run. So let's jump into some fully loaded you pick with some sports and warehouse bass wrap up section of the show here. And then uh, we'll get you guys back on the water here pretty quick. But let's run through because we've got uh, got some new winners, got some new names that have popped up in the list, and um, yeah, got a little bit going on. Be- be- before you get to it, though, I will mm-hmm. tell you this: the Chickamauga CBA event last mm-hmm. week that we did not know, <clears throat> just almost twenty-two. Yep, was what we were told. It was actually twenty-one ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. So twenty one ninety seven won that. Paul Guyette was your fully loaded. You pick him winner with twenty one sixty five, and I won second place and the AC. You pick him mm. um, deal. I was second with twenty one twenty five on that one. So mm. there you go. Everybody else is over or gone or wherever. So or didn't play or whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> what uh, what we got next? All right, so for events covering the, was it Father's Day weekend? Yep. The first one up was the, if you missed it, the James River Pro Circuit event. And the first one was the, I guess we could say what, the winner or the leader through day three, which yep. if you were listening was Nick LeBrun. And he ended up taking the lead on day three with 47 pounds and 11 ounces. 47-11 for LaBoom. David Suey wins the mm-hmm. full load of you pick and pick with 46-39. I 
for two points. Mr. John Patria, 46-12. And David, 46-07. So, there you go. All right. So, sticking with Nick LeBrun, uh, again, if you weren't listening, because uh, we picked the day four, if those all don't know about this whole pro circuit format, they zeroed the weights after three days. So everyone starts from scratch. And Nick LeBrun, again, with the winning weight there of 17 pounds and nine ounces on day four. 17, nine, and an old buddy of mine who I assume is him, so I've not met any others, but um, I assume this is him. He's actually in sales at Major League Fishing. Mr. Chris Bork with 16 pounds, two ounces, grabs the fully loaded you pick them win. Let me see if I got a – oh, that's a rim shot. Sorry. I got – I, I got I got new noises as well. So uh, Bork wins that 16-2. David Wilder grabs second place with 16-14. And David once again with 16-12. I think it's getting pretty close. I think what well, as of last week, Michelle was leading it, but you got another point. And then so I think it's, I guess you could say for a lack of a better analogy, things are heating up in the hot weather of June. They are. <laughs> They are. It's getting hot in her, that's for sure. So, all right, how about uh, college on Logan Martin? Yep, so the Bassmaster wild card, college wildcard event was on Logan Martin. And from Jackson State University, Lucas Smith and Dalton Mize caught 28 pounds and two ounces over two days for the win. John Slavin grabs the little you pick and pick with 25-10. Willie McMullen comes in second with 24-even. And then um, we all were over on our picks for that one. So no no AC points uh, for that one at all. So, all right. And then I see the extreme um, team tournament on, in Arkansas River was postponed or yep. going to be going to be going to be rescheduled. That's what I was well, what I understand. Yep. So, all right. So, so we'll hit that one back up the next time whenever whenever they decide to reschedule that one. So. So next one up is uh, where you guys are at on good old Eufaula, Alabama for the ABT final event for the South Division. Uh, and the winning team there was Trey Wade and Bradley Parnell with 1971. 1971 and uh, gives Willie McCall the, the two points for the Floyd Little you, you pick him with 1956. Our buddy Joe Obager grabs Ooh. one of his first points at 1914, and then David once again at 1730. It may be a sweep for you, David. It may <laughs> be. So, could be. You never know. Let me ask you, just because I, I did pay attention, tune in a little bit before I ended up doing some Father's Day stuff on Saturday. So, I mean, when I watched it, I remember there was, I think it was Kenneth, was it the team of, I think it Brian's was. Wesley Gore. What was it? Uh, was it Brian Stifler and Wesley Gore, where they were just on them. And were you expecting that type of fishing in July on your fall? Or that type of action, at least, that you guys were able to capture this if, weekend? If you tuned in early, um, you saw Shane Powell, Tim Fox, pull up on a brush pile and lose a big fish and then catch one close to five, if not better, uh, on camera. Um, Stifler and Gore, you know, catching twos and threes. 
the spot they pulled up on second that we got the majority of their fish catches on, I was not expecting. It was a little bit of a shallower spot. I don't know what all was there. I didn't see him on the map. But um, I was not expecting it to be that fast and that furious. It can happen. Don't get me wrong. It can happen there. It can happen on Gunnersville. I've seen it happen on Gunnersville. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, was not expecting it to be that fast and furious. But at the same time, it was first thing. The humidity was low. The you know the air was 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 uh, not as you know just completely take your breath away. Um, but I mean, we were expecting decent weights. Um, I'm really surprised we didn't break twenty. Okay, I I, I really am. Uh, but at the same time, the lake's been a little a little bit of a downturn. Not much, but a little. It's still Eufaula. They're, they're still going to catch them there. We had, you know, still had big fish over six or seven pounds. But, you know, just for a lot of guys, it just wasn't numbers. And uh, I didn't get the bait report this week to see what all we had or what they, you know, how they caught them. But, I mean, Brian and Wesley showed up and did what they had to do to – you know, one, stay in that top nine for Bathback Team Championship points, but two, take the win for Angler of the Year. I think they finished sixth, um, and and they had a pound penalty. You know, they had a, they yeah. had a fish that expired, so they had a pound penalty. They were at seventeen eighty eight. Uh, should have had eighteen, almost nineteen pounds. So theoretically, they probably should have finished third or fourth, uh, but ended up finishing sixth. So it didn't it didn't hurt them too bad. But, dude, they came in at noon. That's all I was going to ask in. next, too. Yeah, they came in at noon. Because of the heat, they opened the scales two hours early. Yep. Only only an hour. But because of the heat, they opened them two hours early and uh, brought those fish in at noon. They were the first ones to weigh in. So it was a deal where, I mean, had they stayed out, could they have done a little better? Maybe. But you can't call a dead fish mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta Bass Trail. And it's just not a penalty you want to take on. Yep. It's just not. So they chose to come in early and let the chips fall where they where they may. And uh it it, it worked out for them because they're they're gonna be great champions for uh for you know Angler of the Year. And I look for them to do really well when we go to Lake Jordan or Jordan, whichever you want to call it, uh when we go to uh the championship in October. So how, how many teams took advantage or took that extra hour that noon? being able to weigh in at noon. How many teams took advantage of that, that option? We had 189 teams total mm-hmm. that fished out of 225. And um, I want to say when Robbie got up and live started about 215, I want to say they had about 163 to process. So about 26 teams came oh, in wow. early over wow, the course of that noon to two time frame. Yeah. It wasn't like a mad rush, right? They had a few trickle in. But it's a deal where, you know, if you think you've got one that's about to expire, you better haul and get in. And actually, Stifler and Gord left their spot down Lake early and came back about 30 miles to the mouth of, you know, where we were. Uh, at the creek where, where, where at Lake Point State Park, there came back to the mouth there and and began fishing where they started that morning because the wind was picking up, the water was going to get a little rougher, and they didn't want to beat those fish up any more than what they had to. So they played it smart. You know, they won Alabama River earlier this year, and they they won that event because the water was really high, and they were able to squeeze into an area that normally you can't get to. They caught their fish early. 
they were back at the dock. You know, they caught their fish in like 39 minutes. Yeah. They were back at the dock ordering a pizza at 1030 because they were just scared they wouldn't be able to get back, you know, get out of there. And um, actually, I want to say they, they, they bent a prop on the way out. They hit something on the way out because water was falling that fast. So they took some risks this year, some gambles, and it paid off. And, um, you know, they're going to be a great chance for Ellen Vastro this year. All right, one more question about the AB, just out of curiosity, because I know sure. they, they end up taking, what, AOY by four points. So do you think that them weighing in early was part of that, just hopefully try to do whatever they can to get that that first place in the AOY standings, so or was it a, they, a fish care thing as well, I guess? Well, it's, it's, it's more of a fish care thing, but we'll okay. look at points real quick uh, in that because of the way that, the way that breaks down. Um, so... Cody Card and Chris Rutland, who finished second in Angler of the Year points to them, um, they they had a really good day for them on Ufala. Now, they can catch them just anywhere they go, right? Ufala's not been the kindest girl in the world to them in the past, especially on this event. So for them to come in and have 18.25 for fifth place, right, Stifler and Gore were 1788. So Stifler and Gore already had one fish that were dead, right? So they should have had 1888. So they should have finished third. So they should have won this thing by what? Six, seven, seven or eight points, yep. right? Seven points. So had they not come in early and they lost that fish plus another one, you lose one fish. It's a it's a pound dead penalty. You lose a second fish. And you, you lose that fish altogether, right? So let's say that's a three-pounder, just being, you know, realistic. That's a three-pounder. Well, 1788, and you lose three more pounds, it's going to put you down at 1488. All of a sudden, you fall to 17th place, and you lose Angler of the Year right there. You can afford – you can barely afford to lose one. You can't afford to lose two. We saw it at Wheeler, mm-hmm. right? The guys that caught them early and often at Wheeler should have had 27, 28 pounds. Had two fish die on them. They lost a pound penalty because of that, right? And then the other one that died, it was like a five and a half or six pound fish. So they went from 26, 27 pounds to 19. Finished 10th, got a good check. But dude, there's a big difference in Fifteen hundred dollars and ten grand yep. at that point. So, fish care is crucial. And KG, if he was here, he would he would tell you that. And you know, I can jump on that soapbox, but fish care is crucial. And I look at tournaments now, like Outlaw Outdoors, right? I know we're going to get to that here in just a minute, but um, they went to three fish on Rayburn in June. I I I wish we would go to three fish. For a lot of these events in Gunnersville and on Ufala, and like this time of year, because of that, right? But I mean, I understand five. It looks better. It, it's the way it plays. Uh, points wise, it's good. But um, I've won some three fish tournaments on Gunnersville with 18, 19 pounds, right? And that's that's a sack of fish now. I mean, that's three three sure enough good ones. And um, and I know I've lost some with not having three fish too. So it's, it's, it's a tricky little deal, but fish care, right? I mean, having the right products, having the knowledge on what to do, right? I mean, everybody wants to pour ice into wells, do this and do that. 
you can shock fish really, really quick by changing that water temperature too much, up or down. And, uh, you know, we see guys with white towels laid on top of the on top of the carpet, you know, over top of the live well lids, things like that. Um, guys that put a little bit of ice in the coolers from time to time. There's all kinds of ways to do it. Uh, G-juice, oxygenators, all the kind of things you can add to your boat to make it work. Um, I like the boat downstairs in my garage right now. It's got oxygenators in it. It's got everything you need at the touch of a button. Plus, I carry, you know, a gallon of G-juice just everywhere I go um, just for that reason. And um, But it's it's one of those things that, you know, fish care is huge. I think they came in early because of fish care. You don't want to take that risk. You want to make sure that you're at least weighing four alive, you know, in all five and just get that pound penalty. Because, I mean, you know, a, a pound a pound makes a big difference yep. in this trail and um, anywhere you go. And, yeah, we had guys that came in and said, I only got nine or ten pounds. I'm not going to weigh in. But, you know, kudos to the guys that came in and said, you know what? I've got, I mean, if I was trying to find the last place that weighed in, dude came in and weighed a buck 39 on one fish, finished 138th. But you know what? That's points. It's more points than the last guy got. That's 10 more points than the last guy got, right? So, I mean, it's it's a big deal. And um, it, it's funny because my my boy Preston Grover, who's working with us, I, I got to find, I've got to get a, a job title for him. <laughs> because to make him legit, right? He ain't social media ninja legit, but he's <laughs> he's come to work and doing some some analysis for me and helping me out of the trailer. Mainly watching the GPS. We have GPS trackers we put on boats. He's mainly watching that stuff and seeing what we're doing and where we're going and are you know are everything's going in the right direction. And if I gotta run, you know, take a poop or something, he can watch the <laughs> machine and make sure I'm good. But um, but no, he he made this spreadsheet. In the trailer. I mean, is this not Grover Childs right here? I mean, if, <laughs> if anything, right? I was gonna say. And it's, I mean, it's it's the number of people that we cover. We cover 16 boats. We had 21 fish catches on camera. 13 of those were Stifler and Gore, you know, wow. on live. So he's doing my stats for me. What he doesn't know is he's, he's about to do all these points for me next year, too, because, <laughs> you know, keep me keep me going from event to event. Because what happens is the CB after the second or third event, CB prints them off, and I'm then I'm guessing where they're at and what, where they got to go. Mm-hmm. Preston PG, he's got a uh, he's got a whole new job coming to him come to, come come next year. He's gonna be uh, wrapped up in some uh, in some Excel spreadsheets. But no, I think I think that move was clearly fish care and clearly did not want to take a chance. It's a deal where I think they said on the, on the ABT podcast yesterday that you know. If we come in early and we do all we can do and then we get beat, it's out of our hands, right? It wasn't meant to be. But they had a great year and did all they could do to, to make it happen, and they did. So kudos to them. So. Besides the AOI, they, they get – how many teams from uh, each division get invited or go to the team championship? So they'll send nine teams from both the north and the south division. So that's really the big deal here. Yep. It's a tournament within a tournament, right? So you're trying to not only get in 70, you know, top 75, which actually it ends up being about 81 or 82 by the time you have double qualifiers. Because if you win an event, you're, you're, quali- you're automatically qualified to go to the championship. Championship's a no-entry fee event, right? Mm-hmm. 
we see a lot of team, a lot of tournament team trails out there that you know they're going to charge you to come to a championship, not ABT. And so, um, entry fee free, and you're fishing for a hundred thousand dollars in that event. Fifty thousand dollars go to the winners, which if you've got any contingencies whatsoever, that can easily be fifty-seven to sixty thousand plus, right? And um, they're still paying like 25 or 30 places. So they're paying out, you know, $100,000 in this event. And it's and it's a two-day deal. It's a killer event. And uh, they do a great, great job with it. But um, you're trying to make that top 75 to go there. But then the event in the event is you're trying to make that top nine because the last two years, Alabama Bass Trail has uh, anglers have won the team championship and they've sent somebody to the classic the last two years. We had two teams in, in the top three the last two years as well. We've had, you know, uh, Jordan Wiggins that went and then Shane Powell that went to the classic. And um, that's a big deal for guys like us, David. I mean, that's a huge, huge deal. So them giving them the opportunity along with Bass to qualify for that classic, that's that's a big, big deal and, and one that, you know, I know they're proud to be a part of. But um, so, yeah, you're trying to get in that top nine. I know we had three teams fall out of the top nine and three three climb in. So not only are you trying to win angle of the year, which is basically you're playing on house money next year because it's free entry next year to get into the trail. But um, that top nine's a, b- a big deal for a lot of guys. So guys that have been want to go back, and guys that have never been really want to go. So thank you, listeners. Uh, sorry for the ABT uh, side note there, but <laughs> no. And, and I'll be, you know, I'll be honest with you. If you're if you're wanting to fish an ABT event, the um, the ABT 100s still have a few spots left. Are not many. Maybe less than ten spots left. You can go to alabamabasstrail100.org uh, to fish those or sign up for those. That is a um, that's a hundred boat field, uh, a little more expensive, but it pays twenty five grand for three events. You know, and we've got guys that have won over over sixty five thousand dollars in four of those events alone. So that's a big deal. But the uh, tournament series. If you're, uh, and yes, they're a client of ours, a big client of ours. We do their TV and live stream. But if um, if you want to try to sign up for the regular season, north or south, registration opens August 1st to existing teams. They have priority. Then August 15th at 6 a.m. to new teams. So if, um, I mean, if I get fired between now and August 15th, then I'll probably be on, on online that morning and try to sign up. I want to have a boat, but I'll, I'll try to sign up, right? Um, but, um, yeah, you can get signed up for that for 2023. They got a great schedule. You can go to alabamabasstrail.org, find their schedule for next year. We'll be at all those events, you know, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise, or they get, or I get fired, one of the two or three, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great run trail. I mean, they really make them, really make the guys feel like pros at these deals for sure. So, but. You got one more, David. Let's talk about Outlaw Outdoors. Sorry, Sorry I, know, I know our listeners are eagerly waiting on this one here. So, uh, final one: the Father's Day event by the Outlaw Outdoors people, and that was won by Clayton Bulware and Clayton and Roger Bulware with seventeen twelve. And again, that was a three fish deal. Okay, three fish deal, seventeen oh five or seventeen twelve. Excuse me, Dale McCullum. So close yet so far away. 
Sorry, I just, I just, I really just wanted to use that sound effect. 1705 for Dale Cullum on the foil. You pick him, Mr. John Patria again. Second place, 1665. And all of us were over. So it's a clean sweep by David this week. Well, three of the five anyway. So pretty, uh, not bad, pretty good. But uh, we go over to our points. If I can find the points, it's on our website up on the, uh, in the contest page. Uh, we've got our, our you pick em points for the week and um, for the month, rather. And looks like John Patria, of course, leading currently with four points total. Dana Watkins moves to three. John Slavin, William McCarr, John, and John, Dana and John are tied at second with three points apiece. Bunch of folks tied at second or in third place. William McCall, Chris Borg, Jimmy Carper, Cunningham, Harris, Hatfield, Holcomb, Suey, McCullum, David Wilder, and Paul Guyette with two. And then Scott Bazette, Bob Matthews, Brian Wilson, McCullum, O'Pogger, and myself. All, uh, all there in fourth. Yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, all of us there in fourth. But you've got um, you know, one week left. One week left to play and uh, see what we can win from Dometic. You've got the Toyota Series on the Potomac River this week, a three-day deal. An overall winner for it. No more of this three days and final day. It's going to be three days uh, total. The Chickamauga Night Tournament. This is a night event, right? It be, it's, it's, the, it's June 25th, but I guess it's 25th and 26th, right? Because it's a nighttime, nighttime deal. Then you've got the Cast Couples event on Richland Chambers. That's a, uh, a one-day event. I've got to change that on why it says two days. But uh, it's a one-day event. Cash and Rods on Oneida. That's a one-day event. The BFL on St. Clair. And the Best Bass North Region on Clear Lake. So get your picks in for that. Uh, you've got till midnight tonight, June 22nd to get those in, and you will be in great shape. We've got a lot of guys playing right now. You never know who might upset the apple cart. You can come in here and win one or two and really make things interesting. So, And our tiebreaker is still the same. Whoever gets their entrance in first on the final week, which will be this week, whoever gets their, their, their entry in. You got yours in already, David? Yes, sir. Good. Me too. I, I hadn't looked to see if the rest of the guys had gotten him in yet or not. Jason was really close to winning one. Then I realized that he used a dot, not a dash, or vice versa, and he was, <laughs> was kicked out of that one. So we had to um, – But oh, no, I know. Yeah, that's what it was. We had to uh, had to change that around a little bit. But, but no, it's uh, – we still got a lot going on and uh, a lot of fishing left to do. So hopefully you guys can get that, uh, get that in and get that ready to go here soon for us. So – all right, David, what did you learn this week? Anything exciting? Uh, I don't know if it's new. I mean, I know you bugged me about moving down south, and, like, like, like lately we've gotten, a, I guess you could say, a heat wave up here. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. Maybe because I've been kind of – I've been somewhat fortunate to be working from home lately up until next – I got maybe another month and a half or so left with that. But – um, maybe because, you know, uh, this whole getting beat up by the sun thing and super hot weather, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm ready to make that commitment, but <laughs> I don't know if that's something I'm new that I learned or, or me just getting old and grumpier. But <laughs> well, you got, you got to kind of outweigh the good with the bad, right? So, I mean, it's going to be hot down here for a few months, right? We know that. 
June, July, August, it's going to be warm. September can be hot-ish, right? Not going to be cool. But that's snow down here, David. We don't, ha- and if it does, we're 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 closed for a month, right? Because of the snow. But you know, it, we don't have the kind of winter that you have up there. So you got to the good for the, the good with the bad here, dude. I mean, you really do. So we don't have a season for bass here. You can fish them all year round, <laughs> right? Um, we don't have snow shovels. Probably should. Don't have those down here. Uh, a lot of things outweigh, you know, living up north <laughs> at this point. So, in my opinion. But that's just me. So that's just me. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's maybe because, like I said, I, I, I've been, I don't get a step out unless I really have to during the day. And, you know, but um, I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago. I think you mentioned something about, you know, sweat dripping down in certain areas. And I was like, ah, no, I don't worry about that. My ass crack. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't take long. I mean, you just have to, you just have to, you know, be prepared for it because you know it's coming. And it's just one of those things, you know, it's, it's funny because you keep joking about this on our lives, <laughs> right? We keep getting this every week. We get this little, this little note from David about, Hey, make sure you got your gold. Have you ever used gold bond, David? It's a life changer. No. It really is. <laughs> that's, I guess that's maybe it's one of the privileges of living up where it doesn't get as hot. I don't have to worry about uh, putting the people in gold bond in business, <laughs> keeping them going. But you, you guys gonna do that for me. But 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 you really should because what happens is is you know I mean there are times where you know I mean you you get swamp ass. I mean it just happens, right? I mean you, you're doing things outside. This happened to me a number of years ago. I mean it happens to me every year. It seems like, but I keep I keep a little thing of gold bond in my travel. If this is TMI for folks, that's fine. Just turn it off. But <laughs> it's reality down here, right? I keep the little travel bottle powder in my in my deal. And we used to make fun of it. We used to laugh at it until you get the swamp ass. And then you're like, ooh, okay. When the boys <laughs> get chafed, you know, you're in trouble. So my son and I were in Arkansas. Uh, this was probably five years ago, six years ago. And um, it was hot. I mean, it was like Satan's ass crack hot. I mean, it was bad. And we were shooting some photos for a boat company. And um, that day we had to shoot overhead shots. And it was, this is not a highly technical shoot, right? I mean, we had flashlights and cell phone lights and big lights. And I'm literally laying on a pallet (laughs) with a toe strap around my waist strapped to a overly sized industrial um, forklift, right? Hanging up in the rafters of this warehouse, shooting overhead shots. And it worked. It really did. But if it was 95 on the ground, it was 195 in the (laughs) rafter. And I mean, I was soaking wet and things got chafed. Things got rubbed. It wasn't good. And my son at the time was 12 or 13, and he hadn't experienced that just yet, right? Now, he didn't, he saw me in discomfort, bad discomfort, right? And um, so we left there, the plant, we had to shoot the the boat running shots the next morning. We left the plant, we went straight to the Wally World. And he's like, what are we doing in there? And I said, 
we guys got to get a few things. And I came out with the industrial-sized bottle of the Gold Bond powder, and I came out with the spray, right? Now, the spray will light your ass up, but it's a guaranteed 12 hours, and you're back on your feet type of deal, right? So you got a little soreness, but you're back on your feet. The powder is just to kind of help comfort things along. And um, so he caught a glimpse of some of that, like on the inside of my thigh, and he's like, oh, that looks bad. I'm like, dude, you ain't seen the rest of it, right? I'm like, you wouldn't recognize things if you saw the rest of it. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that happens. But you keep the gold bond handy. 901-493-0437. Shoot me a hands-up text if you if if gold bond is a staple in your you know your your go bag in your dop kit or your shape whatever you got if gold bond is a staple in your bag whether you use it every day or not shoot me a hands up let me know 901-493-0437 that's the trick step hotline or the excellent hotline brought to you by trick step excuse me um I guarantee Mark Pizer knows about some trick step, or knows, knows about, he knows about trick step too. Knows about some gold bond, and I know about um, you know. I need to talk to my guys at Revital. We'll have we'll have Kyle and, Th- and Theron on next week from Revital. Talk about uh, talk about some of their products. I wonder if they've got some kind of CBD cream or powder or something that that is like a gold bond alternative, right? I could I, I wouldn't mind feeling a little better than what I do with the with the gold bond going, but um, gold bond if you're listening. We are starting a health and wellness uh, section on the website. We'd love to have you join. Um, I can shoot you some uh, some numbers to talk about. So we'd love to have you a part of the show. But um, wouldn't that be some shit? We get Gold Bond on the <laughs> show full time. That'd be awesome. So anybody knows anybody works at Gold Bond, let us know because I use it regularly. And it's and, and I'm not ashamed of it, David. I'm just not. You know, old old redneck boys. We gotta sit together. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's just part of it. That's the way we. That's, that's how we roll. So that's how we roll. I learned something this week, but I forgot it. I honestly have. I have forgotten it. I don't know what it is. Um, I know I can't do long drives at night anymore, and I'm fixing to drive to to Virginia. So there you go. Yeah, I can still do that. So if you see us going on the road. Honk at us, send us a text, 901-493-0437, the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. We'd love to hear from you. Um, for your pro circuit back-to-back winner, James River, Mr. Nick LeBrun. For social media, Mr. David Zhang, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend, and um, stay cool. Get that gold bond ready. Stay out of trouble. And what does Kenneth always say, David? I'll take it personal. There it is. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.